Praise God, brothers and sisters. God is amazing, and we can all... I don't know if you're still talking about those questions or you just got off on a different topic and you just continue on with your, with your topic, but we're going to focus back on our topic for today, which is a tree and its fruit, or a good tree and a bad tree. And I did a little research on my own, kind of about trees and kind of from what I know about trees and kind of what I've been observing my trees in my backyard and kind of with everything, kind of what we read in the Bible. So we'll try to learn something today, I guess, about trees, fruits, and kind of how it relates to us in our spiritual life. And... Um, Kind of what um, um, one of the questions is, it will be, have you ever thought like if the trees decided one year they will produce apples, next year produce cherries, third year produce different fruit? Will that be a good idea? You would like, you'd be like, what's this tree going to bring this year? <laughs> like you will, you will never know what this tree is going to bring next. Right? It will be like very awkward. <laughs> At least from a cherry, you, every year you expect cherries, even though I have three cherries uh, trees at home, and this is probably my fourth or fifth year. I'm still expecting tree, uh, fruits from it. I haven't seen much, but I'm, I'm giving them time. Maybe they're young, maybe they're still growing, maybe they're still maturing. So I still have hope for them, so maybe one day I'll enjoy the fruit of, the, of those trees. And um, there's other trees that my neighbor has a tree. Looks like uh, some kind of uh, uh, prune or some kind of tree. But it only makes a lot of flowers, beautiful flowers, but never has tree, uh, any fruits on it. So it's kind of like more of an ornamental tree, just makes flowers, but nothing good comes out of it. And uh, so we're going to be talking trees, fruits, and trying to, I guess, uh, learn something about, uh, about them. So the first question was, how do you classify good and bad fruits? Anybody wants to take a guess? Or, or we can just all agree that uh, a, good, a good fruit is something that is ripe, sweet, beautiful, right? Something that we eat, enjoy, like, um, just a good fruit, right? A bad fruit, it's something that's very sour, doesn't taste good, rotten, and it's, I don't know if you ever had, I remember being uh, um, uh, uh, probably a teenager at the time, 17 years old, and I found a wild apple tree in the forest, and I was, it had, it had, small apples on them and it's like oh it's like I'll taste them like how bad can they be and I couldn't eat one it's like you bite one and your whole mouth kind of shrinks together I don't know if you ever had that experience I was like um, I can't finish this <laughs> this apple so it's uh, it, it's those kind of fruits that we we can e even eat right it's not it's not something that uh, we enjoy those kind of fruits and then uh, I guess the uh, so I guess we can just by looking, tasting, knowing, kind of classify kind of a good fruit and a bad fruit. 
And then the next question was, what can we do to make a bad tree bring good fruits? Anybody wants to take a guess on that one? Uh, what if uh, what if it's a torn bush? I mean, how how far can you prune it until it's going to bring good fruit? <laughs> or like, what if it's just up? There we go. There's nothing we can do to make a bad tree bring good fruit. I mean, you can take a pine. I was thinking a pine, right? It goes, grows big, maybe a sequoia tree. What if we can add some fertilizer or something, do something to it, and it will, so it can produce cherries, right? And so we, we can have this huge tree with a lot of cherries, so we don't have to even like replace a whole orchard, right? That's just by nature. It's we can make a thistle and bring blue, blueberries or something, right? It's by nature the bad tree doesn't produce good fruits. It doesn't matter how much fertilizing you add. Doesn't matter how much pruning you're doing. Doesn't matter what you do to a bad tree. It's just a bad tree. That's what the Bible says. A bad tree bears bad fruit. It's nothing you can do to it. What about how can we do what can we do to make a good tree bring bad fruit? What can you do? Can you do anything to a to a cherry so it brings not cherries but something bad or can you do anything to an apple to not bring apples to bring something like strange fruits you can neglect it yes but i guess you will get you like those that know trees if you neglect it you won't you won't bring those nice fruits you'll just bring maybe like some small fruit, some kind of very different version, but it'll still be, it'll still look like an apple, a cherry or something. So in a, in a sense, there is nothing you can do to a good tree to make, bring something bad. And, um, and you're all thinking, what? <laughs> something new. <laughs> so you're, you're probably all thinking like, well, but there's a, there's another uh, 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 parable in the Bible where it's actually in Luke uh, chapter 13, verse, starting with verse 6, it says, And he began telling this parable, A man had a fig tree which had been planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and did not find any. And he said to the vineyard keeper, Look, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree without finding any. Cut it down. Why does it even use up the ground? But the, he answered and said to him, Sir, leave it alone for this year too until I dig around it, put, put in fertilizer, and if it bears fruit next year, fine. But if not, cut it down. So I want to make the, the, the kind of the, kind of just make the distinction here. It was a fig tree, right? So we can say it was a good tree. 
it didn't say it planted a torn bush and was came back looking for figs, right? It, it, it didn't plant a bad tree and came back looking for good fruit. It says it, plant, it, it planted a fig tree and came back looking for figs, right? To something good. So this is, this is I guess, this parable, just so it kind of clears your mind, it talks, it's a little bit different. Today what I'm focusing is good tree and bad tree, just the classification. So it is a good tree, it's a bad tree. In this parable, we can say that the fig tree, it's a good tree, right? It was, it was just not bringing fruit. That's, that's the, the point here. It wasn't bringing fruit. It doesn't say it was a bad tree or a good tree. It, it wasn't bringing fruit. But by reading it, a fig tree, it's, we say it's a, it's a good, good tree, right? It should bring good, uh, good uh, fruits. The two passages that we read in Matthew and Luke, and I'm going back to Matthew, says, So every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad, uh, bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. That's kind of what the Bible says. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. And a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. That's, it's just a statement. And then uh, for each tree, it's known by its own fruit. For people do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they pick grapes from a briar bush. I Google up a briar uh, uh, bush, and it looks scary. With all the thorns and everything, it's like you don't want to get stuck in that bush because you, <laughs> you'll get scratches. So that's kind of, And then in Luke... Even though in, uh, in, uh, in uh, Matthew, we, we, it starts about be aware of the false prophets. In Luke, it talks about a um, uh, brother that has um, being a hypocrite. But when it comes to the true analysis in, uh, in Luke, verse 43, uh, chapter 6, 43. For there is good tree that bears, for there is no good tree that bears bad fruit, nor, on the other hand, a bad tree that bears good fruit. That's kind of what the Bible says. There's the good tree and the bad tree. And there's, you read, you keep, and for each tree is known by its own fruit. For people do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they pick grapes from a briar bush. Same thing. So it's kind of like two, two identical passages almost, so like, it's a good tree, good fruits. Bad tree, bad fruits. And you keep on reading, and the Bible doesn't say, well, if you do this to a bad tree, you will eventually make good fruits. It doesn't say. The Bible doesn't say that. And it, it doesn't say that, well, if the good tree is not, is not taken care of, it's going to start producing bad fruits. It doesn't say that in the Bible either. It's, it's a good tree and a bad tree. That's kind of the analogy. A good tree brings good fruit. A bad tree brings bad fruit, right? So now the, um, the question then becomes what... Uh, well, actually, before, uh, before, I, uh, uh, before I get to, to that one... Um, so does it kind of make sense so far? Probably not 
all the way to the end, but you get the distinction. Good tree, good fruit, bad tree, bad tree, bad fruit. That's the end of the story. Nothing you can do to one or the other to make it produce different kind of fruits. So, and then it, um, uh, I guess this now is going to be a little, a, little, a little portion where we're going to learn our agriculture, right? And maybe some of you already knew this. Maybe for you, some of you, this will be the first time you're uh, learning about what uh, tree grafting. You know what tree grafting is? Does anybody know? Uh, do we have a picture? Uh, so, uh, tree grafting is... Uh, so, uh, those that grow trees, they... Because um, if you take a seed, like a cherry seed, put it in the ground, it will grow up, but it won't be the same cherry that it was before. So, what the, uh, the nursery people do... And a lot of, let's say, you, wanna, you want this cherry, which was brought from a different place. But here in the Northwest, the ground is this type and that type. And so only the roots that are here in the Northwest are kind of surviving, where can grow in here. So what they do is take, a, they call it a root stock, meaning um, um, similar to a cherry, but it's grown here in the Northwest, right? And it, it cuts uh, the old, the old, like when it starts growing, cuts the old uh, and only leaves the, uh, the roots of the old tree. And it takes like a graft or a little piece of uh, branch of the new cherry that you want to have and it's, uh, this is called grafting, like it's pretty much, it's, there's different methods, you make a slice and you insert it in there and you tape it. And eventually the new graft kind of grows as on, the, on, the, on those uh, old or wild, uh, they call sometimes wild roots, right? So that, that way the roots are supplying the, all the nourishments and the new branch will eventually grow in the uh, fruit tree that you want. Because all it need, the, uh, this process doesn't change the DNA of that little, little, thing, uh, little graft. It would just provide the nourishments, and as long as it's kind of dissimilar, you gotta, it has to be cherry, cherry, some you can't do too, too big of a difference from a rootstock and what you want. So that's kind of what's called in nature. It's like you, you graft a good stock or a good branch, and out of that branch is going to grow a good tree, cherry, uh, apple, pear, whatever you want, right? Does this make sense? Um, anybody seen this before or this is the first time? I remember when I, I was, I think, in middle school when I learned of this process, I couldn't believe it. It's like, really? Is that kind of... You make it like an incision, and you put this little thing, and my dream was always to try it on my own. I haven't done it yet. One day I'll do it, see if I can do it. My, <laughs> they say it's not hard, but it's, uh, this is kind of how the, how the process is. So this is the natural way, kind of what in this world, what people do. So the, the, the roots are wild. They called wild or native or wherever they are from that location. And because they're more resistant to different disease, more resistant to all different things. 
and they add this good uh, branch, so it will eventually go, uh, grow into a good tree. The question then becomes, what are we? Are we this, the wild roots or the good uh, draft or the good, the good branch? And I can tell you we're neither. Well, another thing is like, I can tell you we are wild roots and we are wild branches. So it's like, how does this then work, right? It's like, well, then we, how do we fit in this picture? We're not the good branch that's being added. And we can really be the roots because, I mean, I guess if we call ourselves the roots, then we're wild. So it's then if we say we're the roots, then who's the branch that's being added, right? It doesn't, by kind of comparing ourselves to the nature, it doesn't, doesn't, make, doesn't make sense. And the Bible clarifies this, this uh, discrepancy. Uh, and we'll see, we'll see how. So I'm going to be reading in uh, Roman, Romans chapter 11 starting with verse 17. And this is talking about the Israelites, the Israel nations, or the people of Israel. But I want to kind of just pull out what's concerning to us, kind of what's our, um, what, how we fit into this. So, Romans chapter 11, verse 17. But if some of the branches were broken off, and you, meaning us, Gentiles, being a wild olive, and being a wild olive, like that we are the wild branch, right? A wild olive, were grafted in among them and became partaker with them of the rich root of the olive tree. So here's the illustration that uh, Apostle Paul is, is making here. We are the wild olives, right? So we're the wild branch. We are wild. So we are not the, we're not the good uh, olive. We are wild. And we were grafted on this olive tree. That is the good olive tree. We were grafted among them, meaning among the Israels, right? Because some of the branches were broken off, and where those branches were cut, broken off, we were added in. We, the, the Gentiles, were added in. And then it goes on. Do not be arrogant towards the branches, but if you are arrogant, remember that it is not you who supports the root, but the root supports you. So Apostle Paul go, goes on and says, do not be arrogant, because it's not you who supports the root, but the root, because we're part now, now this wild branch is partaker of the rich, of the, this juices that flow through the olive uh, tree, this wild branch is partaker into the riches of the olive tree. And it says, do not be arrogant because the, the root, the good root supports you, nourishes you, kind of makes grow. And then um, uh, verse 19, 
You will say then, branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. Quite right. They were broken off for their unbelief, but you stand by your faith. Do not be conceited for, but fear. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. Apostle Paul is like, is like don't be fooling yourself. Thinking, well, I've been grafted in. Now I'm set. Now I can enjoy and grow on this olive tree and I'm fine. It's like, no, if God cut the old ones uh, down, he can cut you as easy. It's, it's, you're not there forever if you don't if you start uh, boasting or if you start being arrogant. And then uh, verse uh, 22. See then the kindness and severity of God to those who fail severity, but to you, God's kindness, if you continue in his kindness, for otherwise you too will be cut off. So we have this olive tree that was growing, and then... The Gentiles, when Jesus came, he died for everybody. And he got, he took us, the Gentiles, and grafted in among the Israel into this olive tree, right? So that's, that's the picture so far that's being illustrated here in this passage. And I want to kind of make the biggest, uh, um, I guess, underline on verse 24. And verse 24 says this. For if you were cut off from what is by nature uh, a wild olive tree. So we were cut off, that, that little branch that we were, so there was this wild olive tree with wild roots growing on its own, being wild, nothing good, no fruits, nothing good out of this one. So we were cut off from this wild olive tree. And then it goes on. And contrary to nature, were grafted into a cultivated olive tree. How much more will those who are the natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? This is the kind of the portion that you can even underline in, in your Bible. It says, and contrary to nature, were grafted into a cultivated olive tree. So by nature, you take a good a branch and you cultivate it so you will, out of it it will bring good fruit, right? And Apostle Paul, people in those days, they knew kind of how this cultivation or how this grafting worked. And Apostle Paul is making this kind of underline, and it's like contrary to nature, kind of for us, it's, it's something, so you're, you're doing something opposite of what nature is it's doing, right? God took a wild olive a branch and cultivated into a good tree. So it's like, like it's contrary to nature, right? Contrary to nature, like this, this why would you do a wild branch graft into a good tree because it will bring bad fruit, right? It's like in kind of thinking in our own mind, that's kind of why we're, by nature we would think like, no, you want the best graft or the best branch to be 
grafted into this olive tree. But here it, it, the Bible says, contrary to nature, it's contrary. We are the wild branches being cultivated or grafted into this, this uh, good olive tree. So then it's kind of how does all this make sense? And um, so by nature, we are just kind of trying to recap a little bit. By nature, we're wild. We were just growing in the wild, doing our own things, being bad. And then when we repent, when we turn to God, God takes us from that wild tree. It's like, so this, like, okay, this person has repented. God takes it, takes us, and cultivates us into this good olive tree, right? So now we're, we're being cultivated. We're being grafted into this nice olive tree. And, like, and we're like, yes, thank you, God. We are finally being in a, a, grafted into a good tree. Now we can grow. And, but this is, this is when we repent. This is when we repent and turn to God. And once we're being grafted, God expects. So God nourishes us. God provides us everything. And this is another kind of contrary to nature, right? So if we let, if we, if we think that we're going to be doing on our own, doing our, growing on our own, and we're going to see here in a minute how that works. But you can't just be there, grow, and do nothing, right? Once you're grafted in, you have to, if that, if that little branch, it can't just be there, a small branch. It has to grow. It has to produce fruit. It has to do something. It can't, because if it just stays there, that's either not, didn't, didn't get the good connection, it wasn't grafted right, and it's going to just die off and fall off. So, um, Matthew chapter, um, chapter uh, 3, John the Baptist, when he was baptizing people, verse 7 and 8. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming for baptism, he said to them, You offsprings of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, Produce fruit consistent with repentance. So John the Baptist was saying, like, produce fruit consistent with repentance. So if you repented and turned to God, you've been grafted into this olive tree, then your fruit must be consistent with your... If you truly say if you repented, if you truly repented and you say that God now lives in me, then your fruit has to be consistent with your repentance. You cannot just say, well, I have repented, but your you still bring the old fruits. It doesn't work that way. Because you're either still on the old tree, on the old wild uh, olive tree, producing bad fruits, where if you truly repented and you're grafted into this good tree, you have to bring, you have to make good fruits, right? That's kind of what the, uh, what is like, you have to produce fruits consistent with repentance. 
And uh, so then the question is, how do we produce good fruit? And are we, produce, are we producing good fruit in our lives today? And I want to take us to the next parable or the next passage where Jesus is kind of talking more about this. And this will be John chapter 15, starting with verse 1. And it says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that he may bear more fruit. I'm going to take it kind of just verse by verse and kind of go, go through it. So another analogy, kind of similar to the olive, good olive tree. This is, Jesus says, I am the true vine, the true vine. We were grafted on this vine, if we, if we say that. And the Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. So if you've been grafted into this good vine. And God is looking. Are you starting to produce? Are you bonding with the vine? Are you making fruit or, or not? And sometimes even, uh, even uh, uh, this spring, uh, I'm not that good at pruning the, uh, the vine. So I called my, my father and he came and kind of showed me kind of how to, to, to do it. And I, I asked him, like, what if, because, like, over a summer, if you've seen how the vine grows, it's, like, just big, and it's everywhere. And then when they prune it, it's just, like, only, like, three branches left, almost nothing. And I'm, I'm asking him, like, what, what will happen if, if you let one branch just, like, go, kind of just grow on its own, not bother? And he's like, well, eventually it kind of turns wild, and it just doesn't produce anything. And... Here's kind of like what I see that God is doing. Like, okay, you, if you, if you, and this is kind of where it's uh, God, if God sees in our lives, so we've been grafted and we're growing, and God's like, well, you're taking on too, 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 too much. So like, he cuts this, cuts this, this shouldn't be in your life, this shouldn't be in your life, this shouldn't be in your life. And if you let God do that, if you let God prune, if you let God kind of shape your life, and you trust in God, then you'll bring good fruit, because you're on the good. But if you, if you, and this is, and let's read on, and then I'll explain kind of another kind of probably what is contrary to nature. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I in you, just as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, but must remain in the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit, for apart from me you cannot do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown away like a branch and dries up. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. Jesus is saying, like, you have to remain in me to be able to bring fruit. And I was thinking this is kind of like if you take kind of what we were talking earlier, if you graft a uh, a branch into, into a tree, it kind of just grows there and stays there. 
here we can see from this parable that actually God, like, now you're grafted and then you can't, you can't uh, do nothing. You're there forever. Actually, God gave us the will. God gave us the choice to stay, and that's kind of contrary to kind of, again, another contrary to nature. If in, if in the real outside nature, at once it's grafted and it's kind of healed in there, it just grows. In our walk with God, we, can, we have the choice. God gave us the choice to stay on this vine tree or to go back to where we came from. Like if you go back to your old roots, to, if you go back to, the, to where you were cut, if you go back and start, you kind of start being, again, kind of drawing or taking the, the juices from the wild roots, you'll be wild again. So God gave us the choice. Either stay on the good wine. I am the good vine. If you stay on, if you stay with me, you'll produce good fruit. Because a good tree produces good fruits. A bad tree produces bad fruits. We have the choice. God does. Even contrary to nature, kind of, God made this, uh, made this so if we let him kind of work through us, and this is kind of where the Holy Spirit comes in, and uh, I'm going to shorten a little bit just so we have time to, to go over uh, Galatians. And this is kind of, we have to realize that without God, we can do, we can produce good fruits. On our own, we cannot produce good fruits. On our own, we cannot do anything. We can try all we want. We cannot produce good fruits. It's only when we are grafted in this olive tree, in this vine that is Jesus Christ, that's, and we let him work in our lives, let the Holy Spirit work in our lives, prune everything that doesn't belong to us, every, everything that is worldly, leave it alone, and then, only then, people can tell if we're, if we're, a, if we're a true Christian or we're a fake Christian. And that's kind of where the, the parable started. Like, you will know uh, uh, a prophet by his works, right? And let's now go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are sexual immorality, impurity, indecent behavior, behavior, idolatry, witchcraft, hostility, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, cursing, and things like those, of which I forewarn you, just I have forewarned you that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the Spirit, and this is, again, the fruit of the Spirit. If we are, if we are on this uh, vine, if we are against uh, the nature that we were before, the, the, our nature that was before, God, in His mercy, grafted us onto this olive tree, onto this vine. And if we let the Holy Spirit work in our lives, 
and let prune everything, all those old that came with us. He's going to constantly prune and shape us. And then we, we read, then the fruit of the Spirit, this is the Spirit of God, that is in, if it's in us, then the fruits of the Spirit are joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus crucified the flesh with his passion and desires. This is kind of where Paul, Apostle Paul was saying that by nature we are this wild. By nature we are this wild olive tree. But when we repented, when we turned to God, God took us and grafted us on this vine, on this olive tree. By nature, we're trying to, we're still this, uh, this wild tree, right? wild branch. But the Holy Spirit, God, if he works in us, then the fruits of the Spirit, we just read them. Joy, peace, patience, kindness. This is the fruits of the Spirit. Now you, you let the Spirit of God work through you. And on this, old, on this wild branch starts new fruits, good fruits, which is contrary to nature, right? But God has made this possible because only God can change. Only God can change our lives. On our own, we cannot change. On our own, we cannot change. Only the Spirit of God can change us and make, produce these good fruits. And that's kind of when the Bible says, like, by their fruits, you will know them. If, you, if in our lives, people see these good fruits, and it has to be, he's grafted in, in God. He's grafted on this vine. It's good fruits. But if the, our fruits are bad, there's, that means we're, we, are, we are still, we, we're not staying on this vine, and we're going back to the old roots. We're going back to the old way of life. And Bible's teaching is very easy to spot those Christians. If you see their fruits, because a good, fruit, a good tree, the good tree is, is Jesus Christ. The good tree is this good olive tree, is this good vine. It cannot, if you stay, if you stay on, on it, if God works through you, it cannot, by nature, it cannot produce bad fruits. It's, it's kind of how it is. But if you're outside, if you're not on this tree, and then in, in, in Revelation, we read about the tree of life. God uses a lot of images about trees, the tree of, uh, of life. Jesus is divine. So where are we today? Are we producing good fruits? That means we are grafted on this good olive tree. We are grafted in Jesus Christ, in this vine. But if we still have envy, selfish ambitions, we get outbursts of anger, we have all this, we got to ask God, cut those from our lives. Cut all of those things that grow out of us, God. 
cut everything that's not by your will. Cut all of those things in, out of my life and let me bring this good fruit. Because if we let God do that, because by nature we cannot bring good fruit. By nature we are wild. But only God can prune us, can shape us, can make us into this, to be part of this vine, to be, bring a lot of fruit. But only when we stay with Jesus Christ. And my prayer is that we, each of us, analyze our lives. Do we have those places in our life? Because it's, it's, it's showing in our life the way we talk, the way we walk, the way we dress, the way we respond, the way we behave, school, work, home, in our daily life. Sooner or later, people will realize maybe you'll, you'll, you'll be a portion in, 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 the, in your life where, you're, well, it's flowers and everything. But sooner or later, the fruits will start coming out and people will realize who we are. Sooner or later, the real fruit is going to show up and then it's going to be very obvious. Are we in Christ or we're still this wild uh, olive tree where we're still this wild torn bush that doesn't bring anything good and it's it's a time for us to analyze ourselves and my prayer is that we each take this time and if we're not in Christ that we ask him God forgive me we turn to God and ask him to cut everything that's not producing good fruit Cut all those branches off from, from us. Leave only the portion that's bringing good fruit. And let him work and let the Holy Spirit work in us. So the true fruits, the good fruits will be shown in our lives. May God bless us. And now let's bow on our knees and praise him.